Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pro football full circle. 37. Jackson trying to get out. Can't do it. He's taken down. Jackson, who was down, Darius Phylon fell on the football, Nassib poked it free, and the Raiders are back in business. For the throw, Drake picked up the pressure, all alone is Zay Jones, and he will prance into the end zone for the touchdown and the victory in overtime for the Raiders, and this celebration is for real. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Pro Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204. Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner taking you around the NFL action. What a game last night, Holden. What a game. Overtime, the Las Vegas Raiders prevail. 33-27 to over the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. They actually broke a streak. I don't know if you knew this. I found this out. This morning on CBS that they broke a streak of 98 straight games dating back to 2004 where the Ravens had a 14 or more lead. Unbelievable when you just think about that. Dating back 98 games in 2004, 17 years, the Raiders made history last night. The Raiders did make history. They actually won a football game. It was amazing. <laughs> um you know, and, and we're going to talk about your boy Carr, who went 34-56. He threw 56 times, okay? 435, two touchdowns and a pick. He actually threw an interception, too, and that rarely happens. It was an in-game bet that I made last night. The ball was getting tipped around a lot, and that's exactly what happened. Wild game, absolutely bananas, loved it. Dr. David Chow was on with me and Morenci on Sunday. The guy had a 5-0 and week. He's like, listen, the injury situation for the Ravens is so bad. Go with the Raiders. I mean, we got a doctor picking winners on Sports Grid. We got winners picking winners on Sports Grid. <laughs> Last night was very uncomfortable, though, wasn't it, Lisi? It's like if you were back in the Raiders, you're saying to yourself, oh, God, here we go again. Gruden has no idea how to coach in 2021. Uh, they can't move the ball defensively. They got issues. But you know what? It was a brilliant game plan, especially defensively for the Raiders. They kept Lamar Jackson in front of them. They hung in there, and they won one of the kookiest games you're going to see. I was very, very excited to watch that game last night, and it went and uh, surpassed my expectations. 
Well, I'll say this about, you know, back in the Raiders. If you take the four and a half or even when the pregame total in the summer for for much of the year was five, five and a half, you were basically sitting pretty, even though Jackson had the ball with about four minutes left. You say, okay, they're not going to give up the touchdown to give the field goal. But if you're sitting on a money line ticket and the Raiders are on first and goal on the one-yard line, you're like, okay, we'll punch it in. David Carr, uh, Derek Carr goes in. It looks like his body's in, right? They don't say it's a touchdown. Then all of a sudden, Leatherwood with the false start. Then the next play is an interception. You got to be saying, you got to be kidding me here. We can't put this team away. It looked like the it looked like the Dolphin Raider game from last year, right? Where they should have won that ball game and didn't, and allowed Ryan Fitzpatrick to come down the field and throw the touchdown pass, and and you go from victory to defeat in a matter of a couple of seconds. But I'll agree with you. I think this was bigger. Then just, you know, Lamar Jackson not maybe stepping up in prime time when he had the football. I mean, the lack of running game was there. Even though he rushed for 86 yards, Tyson Williams was good. But this was more about the Raiders' defense. You know, the defense, if they could play like that consistently from week to week, I think they're definitely going to sail over their pregame win total uh, at the start of the year of 6.5. But more importantly, maybe this is a team to potentially challenge the Chiefs. My favorite thing to say in this world, it seems like these days, is uh, settle down, Lisey. Settle down <laughs> on your Raiders, pal. <laughs> no, they look great last night, no doubt. But I wonder why for three decades now, maybe more, they just can't stop penalizing themselves. Like penalty after penalty after penalty. That's amazing. And, and listen, they, I don't want to say they got lucky last night, but Lamar Jackson did lose the ball a couple of times. So defensively, I love the game plan. Uh, they still gave up some points. They couldn't cover Hollywood Brown. But ultimately, I think the Raiders taking advantage of a depleted running game, which, uh, listen, we can replace running backs. And I think we saw that last night. But when you lose your top three, there's still a big fall off in talent. And then the other side, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, when he went down, I hit the plus 182. Because when they said <laughs> that Jimmy Smith isn't going to be in there, that's their whole secondary. Like, they're already thin there. Now you're thin in, at, at cornerback. So, great job by Derek Carr last night. Do I take much out of this? I, I Here's what I take out of it. I think the Ravens are in trouble because they're just not healthy enough. And Lamar Jackson's going to have to shoulder the load even more. Can he do that, or is he going to try and do too much and fumble a couple of times? We'll see going forward. I'm not selling on the Ravens, but it was a very impressive win by the Raiders. And uh, I had to tell you to settle down, but maybe they do. Maybe they do win ten games this year. It's going to be tough in that division, though. Yeah, well, one thing is is clear for me. I was on the uh, under for Baltimore at the start of the year, 11. That was before the injuries to the running mm -hmm. backs. Now when you see Sammy Watkins lead the team with receptions with 96 yards, aren't you? I I'm banging that under even more now. I mean, you know, week to week now. Now it becomes they're going to be a one-dimensional team heading through week number two against the Chiefs and beyond. And then you're right. What happens with Lamar Jackson in terms of his consistency in the passing game? We're just just getting started. When we come back, we'll be breaking down the week two lines. Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner right here on the grid. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Back on Pro Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner turning our attention to the week two NFL lines. It starts on Thursday night. Washington with Taylor Heineke at the helm taking over for Ryan Fitzpatrick as a three-point favorite at home over the New York Giants. And Danny Dimes, turnover machine. Danny Dimes <laughs> catching three points on the road. If you want to take the Giants as the underdog, minus 102. You want to back the Washington football team, you can lay 118 on FanDuel. I got to be honest with you. You know, it's the same M.O. for Daniel Jones. He has talent. He can throw the football. But when you turn the football over as many times as Daniel Jones does, New York's going to be looking for a quarterback next year. I think Joe Judge hates Daniel Jones, just doesn't want to admit it at this point in his career. What have I been telling you since we've been doing this show? Do you like Danny Dimes still? Are you the Danny Dimes? I never Mr. liked Danny Dimes. I thought okay. they reached up and got him. I saw his whole career at Duke. The guy yeah. threw 22 touchdown passes his last season. Five came against mediocre Pittsburgh and Pat Narduzzi. I don't think people realize that. Against the better defenses in the ACC, he struggled. But, you know, call it what it is. He's got talent, I guess. Oh. He really doesn't. And I go back to the preseason when I said, I am 100% off of Daniel Jones to begin with. Then he throws an interception in the end zone. I mean, they're deep inside Patriots territory. That's the same old Danny Dimes. It's going to cost Gettleman his job. He deserves to lose his job for spending the equity on this quarterback, which wasted three years of this organization. And ultimately, he did it again. He fumbled in the red zone with <laughs> he had another shot to do it. I, I, Giants fans, I don't know how many of you are clinging to the hope of Daniel Jones, but you'll have a new quarterback next year, and they're hoping Evan Engram plays on Thursday Night Football. They need Evan Engram. I mean, certainly Shepard looked great, but the running game is just not there, and we got to revisit Saquon if we're going to talk about this game because he's going up against a good run defense. He was not fed a big workload. I can't imagine he will be fed a big workload. They're going to ease him back in, which is the right thing to do. But you're a one-dimensional offense with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. I'm starting to talk myself in to uh, Washington minus three, <laughs> despite the fact that Heineke's starting. 
Well, well, don't don't bash the kid Heineke. I like this I'm kid. Not. He showed he showed he showed uh, he showed intensity. He showed. Uh, I mean, this kid. I mean, Chase Chase Young bought into him in a big way, right? I mean, this kid, this this guy, is just a mobile quarterback. Gets it done. You could say he's a younger version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's that's what I look like when I see Taylor Heineke. He's not going to wow you. He's not the Tom Brady, the Aaron Rodgers type of arm and, and throw you know uh, 50 yards down the field on a dart. But he's going to run. He's going to make plays. He's going to put the football where his receivers can catch it. And at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want him to be a gamer. I'll say this about the Giants. One, they're a dead under team. I mean, dating back from last year, and you could look at the stats, this line uh, in terms of depth, Denver opened up at 43 and a half. They bet it down to 41 and a half. Oh. 41 by game time. That was the eighth giant under dating back to last year. They just love playing these low scoring games. Even when they jump out to a lead, they they fail to actually have that killer instinct and just, you know, beat a team by 20. They just don't seem to do that. They love these tight games, and that really is a, an identity problem, right? In terms of the offensive philosophy for the New York Giants. What are they? Are they a five-wide type of offense that can move the football through the air, or are they a ground-and-pound type of offense with Saquon, which even though they didn't step up last week, that's what they want to establish first before they put the ball on Daniel Jones' shoulders. So we need to talk about this total, and you talked about it already with the line move from 43 all the way down to 41 and a half. No, that I'm was seeing... last week. That was last week, Holden. With the, with no, the now. Game. Yeah, now. That, I'm showing this 41. Is... Yeah, all right. So they bet it down again. Okay. Yeah, 43 to 41 and a half. And most books have it at 40 and a half for 41. So at least you can get that hook on FanDuel. Boy, I mean, that is an enticing line there. The same exact thing happened. I told you I stay up late Sunday night into or into Monday morning, and right. this is just a line that I missed. This is just a line that I missed. I'm upset at myself. I probably won't get in at under 41 and a half. I think those that, that point and a half is really big. And then you go back and look at the history of these two teams. It, to, to me, I go back four years. It doesn't really matter. You've got such different rosters. They still have Danny Dimes on one side, but... Um, I could see a Washington football team uh, defensive special teams touchdown with Daniel jo- against Daniel Jones this week. 43 was fine. What do you think of this 41 and a half? Too late well, to get in? Well, let me just say this. I bet this game last year on in-game live. I remember mm-hmm. it was the Alex Smith game, okay, where he started slow, then Danny Dimes opened it up, and then Alex Smith was on fire in the second half and threw two picks at the end of the game, and the total in that game in-game was 43 and a hook, and the Giants won 23-20. So I was completely off my rocker because the, the Washington team had an opportunity to tie the ball game up, but Alex Smith couldn't lead them into field goal position. That So what are you going to get out of Washington? I like Heineke. I think he finds his playmakers. He finds McLaurin. He finds Cam Sims. He can run the football if it's not there. So the Giants really have to account for all 11 players on the field. And that's why I think it could go over. The problem that I have is if I say I'm going to take the over, what are the Giants going to give me? That like Meaning, are they going to open it up the way they did in terms of the second half because they trailed Denver? 
Meaning, are they going to start the game that way, or are we going to see Saquon left, Saquon right, Saquon left, Saquon right? All right, the Giants are trailing ten three. Now we got to open it up, and then they become one dimensional. Could they be aggressive to start a football game with us? They could try to be aggressive, but they're going up a top, against a top ten defense. I think, I think the Washington defense was probably a little overrated coming into the season. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean they played just about as good as you could play as a unit last season, and they just came on. Um, we got a year for them now, but they automatically vault up to the top facing this guy this week. Uh, you know Chase Young is going to give some problems. You know Montez Sweat is going to give Danny Dimes some problems. My question is in their secondary. You know, Kendall Fuller, William Jackson, fine. Doesn't scare me too much. But you've just got an, a good defense going up against a turnover-prone offense. How do you fade the, the, the Washington football team here? And the other part to this... <clears throat> With the Giants, let's go bet this live. That's a great point. You know, I usually come into the to Sundays with three games that I'm going to target or three props or whatever. I try to keep it lower because if you start going bananas with five, seven, ten of them, it's just it's too much volume betting for me. Uh, and I could not keep up with Morenci's volume betting. I'm going to have to go back to my own thing. I got caught up with Morenci this week. He's like, bet this, bet this, bet this. I had 37 I bets. Live what game. He's great. Oh. You have 46 bets, though, down, I, I, down right? I had no idea what I bet. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I had teams winning. I had no idea I had money on them. I'm going, Morenci, slow down here, buddy. Um, he's bad influence. He's Rob He's Lump. a horrible. <laughs> back in the he's deck, a right? horrible bet one game, bet this. No, he's great. He really is. He's tuned he is. in. I'll tell you that. He's tuned into the market. But no, you're right. This you could be right. This because here's the thing. If there's let's say eight minutes in, right, and mm-hmm. no scoring, this mm-hmm. line's going to drop to the high thirties, right? Thirty-seven and a half, thirty-eight, and then I'd like to jump in in terms of that number. No, see, I'm different with you. I want a quick score in this game. I want to score in the first four or five minutes, and then bet the hell out of the under. Because oh, so you're thing. looking at it from the other way. I'm looking at it from an over perspective. Well, let's discuss this then. Because, well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the under perspective. You're looking at right. the over. So I have a hard time thinking, even if we get some points early, that this thing's going to go over 43, 44, 45, the, the previous number that it opened at. So I hope there's an early score and I can hop in on the under, Lacey. Yeah, Holden likes the under, I like the over. When we come back, we'll be talking Las Vegas and Pittsburgh. Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Back on Pro Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi, Holden Kushner, breaking down all the Week 2 lines right here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Holden, before we turn our attention to Las Vegas and Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh is a a 5.5-point favorite. Quickly, in terms of the total with New York and Washington, I went back, I looked at the last 10 games for both uh, the Washington football team and New York Giants. Six of the last 10 have been under 40 points. So that's, you know, yet last year it was 20 to 19 and 23 to 20. So uh, we'll see how this game plays out with a total of 41 and a half kicking off on Thursday night. Uh, you know, I like the over, if you can get it in an in game perspective, anywhere in the high 30s. I think we'll go contrarian in that. Holden thinks that. Wait for an early score uh, and then maybe bang the under in that ball game. We'll see how no, it plays over. out. <clears throat> over. Under, right? If, if uh, you get hold on. Yeah, early score. You're right. I'm, my bad. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I just found some breaking news here with the. Right. It's not big news, but Ronald Jones is the starting quarter, uh, starting running back for the. For the Bucks coming up this week against Atlanta. I'm sorry. That's my that's bad. A, no, but, that's breaking news. Yeah, I think we under. Need that. We, I, yeah, well, so we need that. Uh, Rojo needs to get step it up, though, too, though, a little bit. Yeah, very inconsistent Thursday night against the Cowboys. That running game was non-existent for both teams, really. Zeke, what did he have? 33, I think, four net. Oh, what a mess. Like 30. Jones had to put the ball on the ground, too. So we'll see if uh, Rojo could step up. Let's, Just let's real quick. Yeah. Real quick on that, though. He fumbled. And yeah, Arians still says that he's the starter. So that is big. That's a big development for Ronald Jones because he's finally saying, at least for now, I believe in you. He has not said that in the past. So this is big news for him. And I think Ronald Jones is going to be busy coming up this week. Well, uh, that's that, uh, that's good to know because I was banging the the total in the in the first game of the year against Dallas. Now I want to see if they can establish the run, and we'll see it. I think it helps too when you win a Super Bowl, doesn't it? You know, Bruce Arians a little bit maybe more mellow mm-hmm. than maybe he was last year when he realized that you know the the gun was to his head a little bit in terms of Brady and the crew. Oh yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt that he got a big <laughs> monkey off his back or wherever the monkey was. So right. yeah, he, he's putting a little bit more confidence in Ronald Jones. Now, does Jones fumble again, and then we see more for that? Right. I was just going to say that one Tom Brady in the first quarter. Yeah, out. Tom Brady ain't putting up with that either. Like Tom no, Brady's exactly. going to Bruce Arians and get the hell, get this guy the hell out of the ball game. But it is, it is kind of big news. I think from the standpoint that Arians actually has a little bit of faith in this guy despite the fumble. So yeah, right. it's we'll important see. news for that game. It's going to be a shootout. 
It will be, and we'll get into that hopefully in a, in a little bit. Let's look at this Raider-Pittsburgh game. Five and a half, you know, Pittsburgh steps up as an underdog. Six and a half points, gets the victory over Buffalo. I still think Buffalo will be just fine. They made some some poor mistakes, but you look at Pittsburgh's offense right now. I mean, you know, you do have concerns. 251 total yards, four of 12 in terms of third down conversions. They really didn't run the football. Najee Harris, 16 attempts, 45 yards. I got to be honest with you. I know it's a short week here, and the Raiders are on the road in Heinz Field, but I'm inclined early on to take the five and a half. I'm going to roll with the momentum for Monday night and see if the Raiders can catch lightning in a bottle here. All right, a couple things about this game then. We're fresh off the Raiders' victory, which very easily could have been a loss, and then everything would have changed, but they won. Plus five and a half, the line has stayed the same. Um, the total has dropped a little bit, though, down to 48 and a half at FanDuel. I'm seeing 48s elsewhere. So how does this thing go under? Well, I love what I saw out of the Steelers pass rushers last week with Highsmith and Ingram. And oh, yeah, TJ Watt. Watt had that big uh, strip sack fumble. So uh, that was awesome. Their defense was miraculous. And then the special teams ended up scoring, too. So given how sloppy the Raiders were last uh, last night and how they've been for the last 35 years, so many penalties, I'm looking actually at an under on the Raiders. I think that they're going to have problems. They're going to face a better pass rush, believe it or not, in the Steelers. So that's a big one, number one. Second of all, special teams. I think that that I just didn't see enough out of the Raiders last night, and the Steelers can generate offense uh, from their special teams on top of it. So my initial look in this game right now is to go and check out the Raiders team total because you mentioned something in the break. You think that the Steelers, long-term, their defense will probably break down, but they're healthy right now. They got all their studs playing. The Raiders got to go out to Pittsburgh now. They got to go fly across on a short week. Does the day make a difference? I don't know. We're going to find out. A big emotional day, um, emotional night last night. New stadium, fans are there. Got that wacky win. Um, Team total for the Raiders is something I'm having a hard time Finding right now is so yeah, there we there go. Is 20 and a half. Right now. I got it. 20, 20 and, and a half. half. Where'd now, you get that? Because the FanDuel uh, doesn't have it up. You no, FanDuel doesn't Kings? have it. Yeah. So I'm actually going to sift around and see if I can find a 21. If I can find a 21, then I will bet the Raiders under. I want that little, I want that little extra cushion there just in case there are three touchdowns. But I can see a scenario where the Raiders score a touchdown and have to kick a couple field goals and finish at 13, maybe two touchdowns and a couple of field goals at 20 and a half. I don't hate 20 and a half under minus 105. I will shop around for a 21. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're back in the Raiders here, you would like a 4 o'clock kick. You're not going to get it. It's mm-hmm. an early kick, you know, in Heinz Field, which is definitely a detriment anytime a West Coast team travels east. Pittsburgh dominant at home. Here's the problem, though. You know, I just look at the quarterback position and the way Carr played, right? He was poised. He found his receivers. He made enough plays when he had to. I just have more confidence, believe it or not, than in Carr than I do Ben Roethlisberger. It's just just where I'm at in terms of this point in his career. I'm not talking, you know, body of work, Super Bowls. We're talking right here in 2021. Is Big Ben as lethal as he was even a couple of years ago? And from what I saw, and granted, it was one of the top defenses in the NFL in Buffalo, 
I still am not impressed with, with the Steelers' offensive line and their offense as a whole. And I think that you look at Crosby, you look at that front seven, the way they actually made plays against Lamar when they had to. If they could shut down Najee and that running game, that's going to make Big Ben and that offense one-dimensional. And then then you have a shot, right? And at the end of the day, I, I think that the total could be coming down because of how the Raiders really made defensive adjustments against the Ravens in the second half and really shut them down. So if they can bring that effort in, in the first half against the Steelers, they're going to be in this ballgame, no? So you're sold on the Raiders' defense after one game after they played zone and kept Lamar Jackson from run. He went over his rushing prop. I mean, they kept it from 100 yards. Right. He yeah. went over it, right, and they built the first half lead. They had the 14-10 lead, but in the end, when they needed to make stops, they did, right? So I look at the overtime, I look at the fourth quarter, I say, you know, the Raiders won that. They made enough plays. Nassib was there. Crosby was there. That front seven was was pinning their ears back and getting to Lamar, right? So we know how mobile Lamar is, possibly the most dangerous quarterback from an athletic standpoint, right, in the NFL. You're telling me they can't get to Big Ben? in this ballgame. Uh, you made a great point there because Max Crosby had 13 pressures last night. That is a ridiculous number. Well, here's the problem, though. Old noodle arm Ben Roethlisberger kept the ball for a little over two seconds per pass mm-hmm. attempt. Think about how fast that is. So then the Raiders got to get to him. Now, he didn't throw any big picks. He didn't have any crucial fumbles, but I'm going back to this Najee Harris play. Third down, all he has to do is just dump it, and he was late. He was actually late on a couple of times. So he made some nice plays late, but he's got to be more accurate, especially in this short passing game. They're a one-dimensional team because nobody is worried about Roethlisberger going deep. The noodle arm is too noodled. He's washed, man. <laughs> this has got to be the last season for him. But I will say this. I, I'm... Now, after talking to you, the under in the game at 48 and a half, I'm starting to look at a little bit. I'm concerned about the Steelers' defense scoring again because I really think this is a scoring defense. But is that going to change things? Like, do the Steelers have enough to put up 27 points? Do the Steelers have enough defense to stop the Raiders from scoring 21? I think so. Um, I think the game under now, Lisey, talk to me about this real quick. It is at 48 and a half, dropping from 49. Is it too late to get in? I, I no. really like the under now. I That's like the 28, under. 28-20, you're good, right? So if the, if, the, if the Raider total is right there, like you said, 20 and a half, mm-hmm. right? So they get 20, Pittsburgh can get 28. You're still looking at an under, and you'd have to think that Pittsburgh, right, wants to wants to challenge the front seven. So maybe they don't go up-tempo. Maybe they try to ground and pound and wear them down in the second half with Najee because maybe they are tired on a short week. You play a physical offensive line in Baltimore. You, you, you're running around Crosby and that front seven are running sideline to sideline to contain Lamar Jackson and Tyson Williams. Now we can go right between the tackles with a big physical back in Najee Harris and maybe we jump up early and just grind out, you know, a 28-17 win, and there's the under. So I'm betting it right now. I'm just letting you know. I'm serious. I I talked you into it, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I already had a hard lean toward this. And now I just look at the Steelers' offense struggles, the the Raiders going up against the Steelers' defense. There you go. We're going to put a half a unit on it now, 
And then as the week goes on, check that. I think this thing will probably settle around 47 and a half, to be honest with you. Maybe 48 is where it sits. Right. But we could also... I. I for, maybe I should put the full unit on it now. Six, what do you think of that bet? Good bet, bad bet. It's eh, juice. Bet. It's well, I'm looking. I'm looking at FanDuel, and we'll talk about this on the backside. Mm-hmm. It's juice to the under at mm-hmm. minus 115. If you want to take a shot on the over, minus 105. What stands out to me, and we'll get back to, is that both sides are even money at 110. So we'll we'll get back into the Raiders and Steelers. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Continuing the conversation of the week two breakdowns, we're going to get into the Cincinnati Bear line in a couple of minutes. But be- before we do that, we left off with Las Vegas and Pittsburgh. And Holden, I brought up right before the break that the line is minus five and a half for, in favor of Pittsburgh. But the books assessed even money on both sides, minus 110. They're not leaning a particular way like they are in, let's say, the Washington game, where if you're laying the three points with Washington, you're laying out minus 118. And if you want to take the Giants, they're giving you a discount at minus 102. You look at the next game up, I'll just give you a for instance. Cincinnati is a three-point underdog. You're taking the three with Cincinnati, minus 120 with the Bears favored, plus 100. So that, to me, sometimes is an indicator as well where if they're putting even money out, and they're not really favoring a particular side. Why? I wonder why, especially with the short week, we know about the West Coast teams traveling east. Traditionally, they don't show very well. So this might still be a game and or a potential to back Las Vegas if the line gets up to six, six and a half. I like backing them last night a lot. And that was a lot of injuries on the Ravens side. 
I don't think we see the same Raiders team, buddy. I, I know if it goes to six and a half, that's value. That's that's a good number. It's two field goals. I get it. But I'm not going to overreact to a Raiders victory last night over the Raiders. Uh, 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 over the uh, Ravens. I'm Ravens. just not going to do it. So okay. Raiders, Steelers, fine. Get it up to six and a half. I probably won't touch it. Like I said, I banged a half unit on the under 48 and a half. And that's the only thing I feel comfortable with is the total. So okay. let's extrapolate from that for a second, though. If it is a low total, does that correlate with a six and a half? If this it's a low to total... Me- yeah, this, this is not a blowout. Me, no, but this line to me is is Raiders and under. When I see this five and a half, I immediately equate to Raiders and an under play. That five and a half number is very critical in terms of the, of the NFL action. You see it in the college game; it has a different different effect usually. And when you see a five, typically you go with the favorite. At least I do. But in terms of the NFL, when I see a five and a half, six, I typically go with the underdog into the under. Now, we'll see how this game plays out, but that's that's just automatic. That's a, a key indicator for me in terms of the numbers. Yep, I'm right there with you now, and that's why I like this under in the game, and I will continue. And I... I want to know where you think this number lands, though. Does this does this number sit here, 48, 48 and a half, or do other sharp people look at it like you did and say, eh, we're already down a half a point or a full point at most books. Does it drop to 47 and a half, 47? I mean, I think we're going to see fluctuation here. You know, okay. I, I think you could take two sides saying, oh, you know, West Coast going East Coast. Maybe they'll be tired. Maybe this game opens up. I think if you're the Steelers, you want to try to establish the running game, right? I mean, eventually, that's what Tomlin and that offense want to do. They don't want to rely on Big Ben throwing the football 50 times a game, right? At some point, you got to try and you you have to try and run the football. You can't go four of 12 on third down conversions, 251 yards week to week, and expect to be uh, basically an 11 and six football team. Listen to me when I say this too. Um, I, establishing the run is it's old people do that. Old people do that. But hold on, the I'm Steelers old. need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to have to establish the run, right. but Tomlin's been successful doing it for a long time. I think we're going to learn a lot about Najee Harris too this week. Yeah. Um, and him going forward probably in the early part of the season. I'm not going to extrapolate whatever he does in two games, say that's how it's going to be over a 17-game series uh, season. But yes, yeah, they, they need to make sure their running game is working because you don't want noodle arm thrown at 45 times a game. That's how you lose football games. So they're going old school, just like right. the Denver Broncos. Play defense, exactly. run the football, be different. Because we're not going to beat the Chiefs doing what the Chiefs do. We're going right. to beat the Chiefs by doing what we do best. And that's what you see with the Steelers. Well, you don't. If you're Mike Tomlin, you don't want Big Ben Roethlisberger to turn into into his alter ego, Big Ben Rottenberger, like I call him. Right. So, so we'll see. We'll see how that game plays out. It's a one o'clock kick in Pittsburgh. I know you're not going to get emotional, okay? But how could you not get emotional after that pathetic performance by Matt Nagy and the crew Sunday night in L.A. Right. 
Three plays, 80 yards. Van Johnson, boom, 7-0. Matt Stafford and the crew. And then Matt Nagy looked like a deer in the headlights. Run on first down, run on second down, pass on third down. Looked like a high school coach in that ball game. He's got major problems. And on the flip side, I will say this. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but... Zach Taylor actually outcoached Zimmer Sunday in that victory. They pick it up 27 to 24. Broadway, Joe Burrow hits Jamar Chase. He could see the football. I can't back Chicago in this matchup in any capacity. They are a sinking ship. Give me Zach Taylor. Give me Cincinnati early on. I'm taking the better quarterback. Unless somehow, some way, Justin Fields starts week two. Can you guess what this sound is? That's me <laughs> ripping up anything that says Bengals Bears on it. I want nothing to do with this garbage. But if you want me to break it down, here it is. We saw two teams in the NFL go with a two-quarterback system. I think immobile quarterbacks, we're going to see a lot of that, especially in the early parts of the season. Garoppolo play, played great, though, but they still brought Lance in in that goal line package. And I think Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, we're going to see the same thing. And Both? Justin Fields... What Dalton and, uh, and Fields? We saw yeah, Fields. We I saw know, a little I, bit of Fields. I, I, I don't think, know how good that's going to work. I think as the games go on, and if if Fields is not the starting quarterback by week four, which is what I said, between weeks three and four, he's going to be starting quarterback. I think if we see Dalton struggle again, we're going to see more Trey Lance in this game, and that not Trey Lance, Justin Fields. And when we see more Justin Fields, and the whole game plan gets blown up, and everything you thought going into this game is now null and void, that offense is going to be better with Justin Fields. I 100% believe that. I think they've got a game manager in there right now. You're not going to beat teams as a game manager. Their defense needs to be better. Joe Burrow looked a lot better than many of us thought. His weapons looked terrific. Defensively, the Bengals had some timely plays. I'm actually going to put more of that game, though, on Zimmer and the Vikings losing it. And I'm upset at myself. I backed the Vikings plus 425 in-game, down 14 points, thinking, so oh, they're I. the better team. So you know who's I. not the I better team? They're not the better team. I mean, the Vikings, were they just came out sleepwalking. Not to overreact. Again, I don't want to overreact to week one, but that was a really bad sign from the Vikings. I'm not buying into the... What? I know. I, I want to because we both backed the Vikings in the in the preseason, right? Eight and a half was their win total, minus one sixty. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook at halftime had twenty nine yards. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, could we get him out in space? Could we do something? Can you show a little enthusiasm? I mean, this and then they have the football. They're, they're down. They tie it up. They're in overtime. They have a first and ten on the Bengal thirty eight yard line. You can't get a field goal. Terrible. They couldn't get it. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad all around. Uh, Cousins was not consistent. And they just let Zach Taylor, who I think is not another guy that sh- probably shouldn't be a head coach in the NFL, they let the Bengals get out in front. They let the Bengals do whatever they wanted to offensively. And their, their game plan, I mean, the Bengals, another team, had no healthy bodies in their secondary. None. Justin Jefferson should have had 200 yards. Thielen had a nice game, but they could not exploit that horrendous Bengals secondary that is injury depleted. So that's more on the Vikings. The Bengals, not to overreact to them, but if they go into Chicago and they win this football game, 
Boy, you talk about a shocker. I, I really would be shocked. I'm still not buying into the Bengals. But Matt Nagy, here's another guy. How can I trust either side and actually make a bet in this game right this now? This has a dead under written all over it, though. i got to be honest with you. This yeah. is like Matt Nagy feels the pressure already, and now he's going to just do whatever it takes to get a W. He's going to run Montgomery about 100 times in this ballgame. I could see it already. Uh, I could see Montgomery getting like a buck fifty in this ball game if they mm-hmm. were able to run on LA's front seven with Aaron Donald and and that secondary with Jalen Ramsey, they're going to be able to get some yards against Cincinnati. So this has time of possession. Look for you know Chicago to score first and grind out like a a twenty one to t- you know seventeen win. Now if Burrow and the crew start fast, <laughs> Matt Nagy's going to be shaken with the play sheet. Uh, you know, it was interesting last week, too. And I wonder if Cincinnati is going to be able to get away with this. Their early down pass frequency, so first and second down, lowest, the lowest in week one. Now, maybe some of that was because they were playing from ahead, but you're not going to be able to do that against the Bears. If you're no. running on first and second down, as and they did that almost 35% of the time, wow. If they do that against the Bears, they're going to get smushed. So they're going to have to open up their offense a little more. Well, let, let's talk about that because you said highest, right? And lowest, right? What runs frequency in terms. Right. Okay. Matt Nagy did the same thing Sunday night. He ran 60% of the time on first down last week. So if he was running on first down 60% of the time, and let's say you're getting three, four, five yards, you're sustaining drives. That's why I like the under 45 and a half here. Mm-hmm. I think I feel more confident, put it this way, about this 45 and a half with Chicago just because I'm not a buyer of Matt Nagy and his offensive philosophy. He he hates opening up the offense. He only opens up the offense when he when he's trailing and, and then he's forced to. If he has his way, he's winning the game 17-13 and like, all right, we're great. He has a bad quarterback. He has a he has a bad quarterback. He needs to develop this rookie here and it's the only way to save his job. Um, I don't. Again, I ripped up the piece of paper, acting like that okay. was the ticket for this game. I right. want nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with this one right now. But if you want an in-game betting opportunity, again, Saturdays and Sundays, that's when we do our in-game betting yep. shows. They're amazing. Lisey's on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Everybody important's on it. We love it. It's our big audiences on the weekends. Usually the weekends are like, ah, they put you on the weekends. We got we got the highest viewership there is, Lisey. We I are know. the studs of Sports Grid. That's I'm it. just kidding. I'm getting this? ahead of myself. I, I, I'll tell you why. I'll perk you up. How about this game? I know this Bye. game's going to spruce you right up. Rams minus four on the road against Carson Wentz in the Colts. Back-to-back home games, back-to-back underdogs for the Colts. The $41 million man has failed to live up to expectations in week one. This is a Rams blowout, in your opinion? You just got me to go six to midnight on this game. Oh, yes, my friend. Boy, am I excited about it. How are the Rams not going to blow the hell out of them? Just blow the doors off of these guys. Are you kidding me? This is everything that I thought the Rams offense would be now that they got Matt Stafford. I don't remember your take on Matt Stafford. We probably disagreed on it. The dude's arm is a top five. Carson Wentz, don't forget what Carson Wentz did this past weekend. Carson Wentz made no big plays. Carson Wentz really didn't turn 
turn the ball over. And if he's going to be game manager Carson Wentz, then the Rams are going to go in there and beat the hell out of him. This thing also opened at one and a half, though. Did you realize that? Like, it got... People looked at the one and a half. I think it was a little while ago, but it is getting steamed up, and now is probably the time to get in. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing closes four and a half, five. Well, I'll tell you this before we go to break. If there is a concern about West Coast to Midwest, that's the theme that I'm concerned about. We'll talk about it on the back end. Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner are breaking down week number two right here on the grid. Keep it where it is. We're coming right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Holden Kushner. Wrapping up today's show, we've been breaking down the early week two lines of the NFL. We left off with the L.A. Rams on the road to face Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. Four is the the line right now on FanDuel with the Rams' favorite, minus 115. I left off with Holden telling him that if I am concerned about the West Coast team traveling to the Midwest slash East Coast, this is the game because I think that in order for Indianapolis to win, they need to run the football. That was the MO for David Montgomery and Chicago, right? They got yards early on. This is a better offensive line and a better running game with the Colts. This is the game where I would back Carson Wentz and the crew, believe it or not. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I what I saw out of the Rams was what I expected, so I don't feel like I'm overreacting to this line or I'm overreacting to this team, but best defense in the league against a quarterback that is not going to make big plays, a quarterback that probably won't turn the ball over, but he's not as mobile as he was. It's obvious that he's not running as well as he is against that defense. No, stick a fork in that. There's no way in hell I can back the Colts here. Well, let me ask you this. If they lose, and let's say lose bad, double digits to Stafford and the crew, is there now pressure on Reich forgetting Carson Wentz? He lobbied for him, right? I mean, basically, he wanted him there. That's why the the potential of $41 million to pay him, right? So he felt he can turn him around. And we saw the injury early on. He didn't make preseason, didn't have any quarterback to wide receiver relationship with any of his receivers heading into week one. 
you go 0-2 at what point? And I said it before. I think the best guy to give you an opportunity to win was backup Jacob Eason. And they're like, nah, he can't play. He's not ready. He's a lot, He's more ready than Carson Wentz is at this point. Well, I think Carson Wentz, uh, after week one, too quick for judgment. After week two, probably too quick for judgment. But if we're sitting here four games into the season, he looks like garbage. They're in trouble, Easy. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll be here all week for Holden Kushner and Andrew Torres. I'm Joe Lisi. Have a great day, everyone. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.